Hello there. In the last episode, we talked about what do we have to do if we could travel a thousand years in the past. And this is my new series. I mean, I I'm, I'd like to to do to continue doing that. So I hope you have enjoyed that. And in a few episodes ago, we talked about the fracture and fatigue. So we have discussed the way the materials fracture under regular stresses. I mean under application of a container and constant load and about fatigue, which is the fracture under fluctuating stress, but this, this stress is lower than the material's yield strength. And today we are going to continue this discussion, but considering high temperatures. So we are going to talk about grip. I just want to reinforce that we have passed the 8,000 downloads mark and I'd like to thank you all, but please help me, help me share this content around the world. By the way, my name is Vini, and I am a materials engineer. So the first thing before I really start is we have to define what grip is. And, and according to the book Material Science and Engineering 8th Edition, Materials that experience creep, so they are deformed, are those which are exposed to static mechanical stresses at elevated temperatures, at high temperatures. So for metals, this high temperature is about 40% of its melting temperature. So let's, let's start that thinking in experiment. So imagine that we have two ingots. So it doesn't matter. It's both are made of a metal. It can be steel, it can be whatever. But the point is, one of these ingots is at, it's at room temperature, and the other one, it's at 40% of its melting temperature, right? So we are going to perform, I mean, we are going to hold both, and the bottom of both, we are going to put the same load, and if we consider that both materials are polycrystalline, which is important, we are going to measure the, the length before and after the experiment finish. So in the, in the, the material in the ingot that is at room temperature, the load is, is as we know, as I already said, is, is a constant. So the material is going to be deformed and it can stop because the material is a polycrystalline material and the, the, those and the dislocations can move themselves into the grand boundaries. So as we know, if the load is a constant, the material can be hardened and then, then it stopped. So the length after some time is going to be a constant too. So the material is, won't be deformed after, after achieve this constant deformation. But if we look at the one that is at 40% of its melting temperature, it is not the same, right? Because we also have the same load, but the material is, is at high temperature. So we have to remember that increasing, temp increasing the temperature means that we are giving energy to the atoms to vibrate. So as we increase the temperature, the atoms' vibrations increase as well. So we we do have the the, the, the dislocations movement, so 
all of them are being created and they are moving themselves onto the grain boundaries. But we have to remember that the grains, they are created usually in a polycrystalline without uh, texture. Uh, the grain boundaries, the, the grains the grains have a random crystallography orientation and their connections, which is the grain boundaries, their connection between themselves is not that really good. And which means that the grain boundaries have high energy associated. And as we increase the temperature, the grains can slide between themselves. And as we know that and it's a high energy space, if the, 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 the grains start to slide, we can form small cracks, small empty spaces that can create, create uh, cracks and get propagated. So the material is going to be highly deformed, yes. So its length, its final length is going to be longer than the one that it's at room temperature. But the material is going to, to be fractured. And we can measure that, we can measure, because this is crip deformation. And we can measure that using a, a curve. So if we use the, uh, if we put in the y-axis the crip strain and the x-axis the time, we can understand what is happening with the material. So the first stage of the curve we called transient crip or primary crip. And in this stage, the creep rate diminishes. This means that the material experiences an increase in creep resistance. So as we discussed in the material that is at room temperature, it's going to be hardened. So the material is going to have uh, a higher strength after the deformation. If we, if we compare it with the, the same material in the beginning. So the curve uh, goes up, but it, it, its rate diminishes. At the point that the second stage starts, which is called a steady state, and in this steady state, the creep rate is, is a constant. So it's a, it becomes linear. It happens due to the competition between the deformation and recovery mechanisms. So if you don't remember about those mechanisms, Listen to the 17th and 18th episode and from 24th to 27th episode. So if you don't remember, check this out. So as it happens, so we are going to, we are going to deformate that, but the recovery mechanisms are going to reduce this deformation. But it happens until one point, which is called the tertiary creep, the, the, the third step. At that point, the creep rate is accelerated until the material fracture. It, it happens since the material is highly deformed due to microstructure and or metallurgical changes, such as grand boundary separation, the, the formation of internal cracks, cavities, and voids, as I said. So, the temperature and the load that we are using uh, changes the measurement, so it influences the curve. So the, the, f the fracture happens as faster as the temperature increases. 
So the curves parts, primary steady state and tertiary, are dislocated to higher creep strength and shifted to shorter times when we increase the temperature. If we compare the same, we perform the same experiment at high temperature, but using a monocrystalline material instead, is not going to happen, or probably is not going to happen, because we won't have grand boundaries. If we so we won't have grains sliding between themselves. So that is something that is highly used in engineering. In the next episode, we are going to talk about turbine blades, which are used in aircrafts and are monocrystals. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. <laughs>